Big Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. Wonderful. I mean, I had a lot of stuff to do this morning. Got up. Uh, the wife got up on time. One of those days where we just like, she was in sync. We hit, did all, got the kids ready. I got off to work, got everything done I needed to get done. Uh, the people I needed to show up showed up on time. Pretty good day, honestly. Uh, long day, but a good day. How was yours, Bart? <laughs> I feel like, honestly, when you say that, I feel like the universe has ensured balance because mine was the exact opposite of that. Oh, no. Um, so, I was... Uh, I, I was doing some work at the t-shirt shop, uh, as you know, I do from time to time. Uh, and we, we basically have, uh, we basically have a guy who, uh, when he has a bad day, quite a few of us have a bad day. So, um, let's, let's call him Mike. So Mike's not big on uh, putting forth a ton of effort. And when he feels like the man is putting him down or taking advantage of him by paying for his hours, uh, he decides that he's just going to take those back. So as you can imagine, um, at the shop where we have a bunch of things that are very much a well-oiled machine that just cascades, right? So mm-hmm. he decided that he needed a few more breaks. So he just took them. And he didn't clock out, didn't do any of that. He just, <clears throat> he just took them. And folks are trying to find out where he is. He's not coming back. Turns out he's just in the parking lot. We would get him back. Somebody's got to take a minute out to yell at him, get him back on. All the while, like, we're now like a half a day behind on everything. Oh, shit. So it's just like, it's one thing if you want to stick it to the man, but the man pays us you know the man Mm -hmm. takes care of things and if you if you think that you're not getting enough percentage of that like talk to the man don't take it out on us Mm -hmm. you know it's like when you're in when you're a kid in school and like one kid does something wrong and they punish the whole class 
Mm-hmm. It's weird because that's not fair at all, but it is really representative of how things end up working out. Yeah, but there's one um, element in the school scenario that's not in the work scenario that makes the work scenario so much more ridiculous that you would react that way is that those kids are forced to be at school. Right. You are volunteering, voluntarily interacting with this place of business. You said, I will do X and they will pay me X. And you're free to exit that contract at any time. And that and, X is is double what it should be. He's he's overpaid, if uh, you're asking me. Well, that happens a lot. It's still a voluntary interaction, and the the company volunteered voluntarily decided to pay him twice as much as he's worth. That is their mistake. If if it turns out, if it's you know he is truly worth less than that. Um, it's not good business practice, you know? No. Nope. Um, a lot of times, unfortunately, somebody who doesn't have the experience or the name yet to move from company to company tends to get paid less who's actually worth more when that happens. When somebody is paid more and they don't do it, typically it falls back on the guy who's doing no matter what he's making. And, you know, a lot of times he's an up and comer and he's not making as much. I've been that guy a lot of places, you know, and just keep your nose down and go for it. You know, just keep going. People will notice. Uh, But yeah. So like this guy, Um, halted production or at least slowed production to a crawl. Yep. Um, from the sounds of it, you got about 50% of the production done today that you should have gotten in a 20 in your, in, in our, your in our, in our full day. Yeah, for sure. We got about half of it done, but, yeah. but honestly, I think it goes beyond that too because there was a lot of, there's a lot of wastage and spillage and and I I won't go like too much into the details of super annoying. If if you guys want to shoot me an email, I'm at the, at the podcast email, I'll I'll write you guys back. But um, all, all this to say that we have a lot of things that we kind of get out that are, um, usable for that day and that day only. So if we Mm -hmm. end up carrying them over, it's not like, uh, you know, we can continue to use those. So what you've sort of accounted for for that day is now accounted for. So it's not just that we got halfway through. It's just that we also wasted a full day's worth of materials and, um, you know, a lot of our costs. Like think about it like McDonald's, right? If mm-hmm. if you let's say McDonald's had a uh, a theme of making all their burgers for the day at the beginning, and mm-hmm. then couldn't use them the next day, it's sort of like that. Um, so if you're anticipating 
a certain amount of bandwidth, a certain amount of throughput. You, uh, you sort of spoil those goods. All right. So let's, uh, just for sake of numbers, uh, we'll just call your capital perishables for the day units. Okay. Yep. Um, if I, this number sounds anywhere around accurate. Let's say you get out a hundred units. Let's make the number round, right? Okay. Um, and if you're productive, a normal day, you, you, you productively use 70 of them. The others spillage, right. whatever, right? Yep. Um, so 30 of those units is waste over cuts, whatever. Right. You got it. Um, but today, because you were looking for a guy who had a vital job and when he was there, he wasn't productive. He was just bitching. Right. Mm-hmm. You got about 50% of your production done for the day. So cut that in half. You got out a hundred units because you're expecting to do your normal day's worth of work, correct? Yep. And how much do you think you actually use product product productively? Oh, well, here's here, here's where it gets good. Yeah. Okay. So we actually so the the way that we do that that process that's mm-hmm. actually on the second half of our day. So we actually didn't get to any of that particular bit. Oh shit. So while, yeah, our like full day's worth of like, like what we had on the schedule for today Mm -hmm. was, you know, we got to about half of it, Yeah, but we had gotten out what we needed for the second half. Okay. So essentially 70 of that 70 of the 70 that we would have used. Did not. Right. But you did use some capital for the part that you got done too, right? Yeah. So let's call that another another hundred units of some other kind where we got okay. uh and in that process do you have some spillage, some cuts? In that we do, but those are a lot less, like a really, really low. So you probably there, use so. 90. Let's just say 90. It's easier. Yeah. The 90 would be productive in a normal day. Mm-hmm. And then in this circumstance, you also got 90 because you did finish the first or did he fuck up that a little bit too? Well, so it's, it's more just that we won't get to uh, be able to produce the profit that we would have on those so okay. those aren't spoilable and yeah. we would be able to carry those over okay but that means that those products we're not going to be ordering as many going forward we'll have to start those jobs tomorrow right so he's also pushed that back to another day so he's just added a whole so this 50 percent thing he's added a day which ruins another day Therefore, you've got a minus day for the week. Um, and you order 
uh, let's speak in hundreds, right? Uh, you order a thousand, let's just call it a thousand shirts, right? Yep. For a week, um, to make it round. Um, and this would have put a dent in that significantly, like to what you would need to order the next week or whatever. I mean, would it, would it have, have made a significant difference? Not enough to where someone will like notice, but this is not the only time that this has happened. Okay. You know? So yeah. like out of, you know, out of a thousand is 50 going to be causing a problem? Maybe not. But if it happens week over week and we just right. slowly are losing that production, and does he bring down the morale of the people he works with too? Oh God. Yeah. We're just always like running around trying to, we're the, the, we wish he would leave, but other people have left because he was there. So it's like, he keeps running off all of the legitimate yeah. workers because they don't want to do it. Cause they know that they're going to be less productive. They know that they can't cause you're tied to it. Right. You say, Hey, cause if you go to your boss, for a raise and they're like well it seems like the team's uh actually slacking like what's going on there you're like well it's not me it's mike yeah nobody wants to say it's mike right you don't want to be like a snitch right right so you're just like so you just leave yeah you're just like fuck it whatever and that's if you can that's if you have the ability like to your point there are some folks who uh you know, they don't have the political capital to go other places or, or whatever it happens to be. I mean, they can leave. They, it's a voluntary interaction. It really is. It's not like we live in a socialist utopia that tells you where you're going to work, right? You can leave. But yes, if, if this is the best scenario you have at the time, then yeah, you, you're not going to, right? Right. So, but we do need to reiterate that this is the best situation that you have available. So, like, uh, it's not you. You don't have better options, right? So, right. you're choosing to stay here. This might seem bad to some people, but this is the best that you have. Like, uh, it, it's like uh, uh, somebody owns a mansion and then they have to live in a four-bedroom, three-bedroom house, right? Right. It's, oh, you know, like if you move the scale that way, the Overton window, right? You can see the, you can see how it's not that that bad, right? Or right. whatever, right? So let's move the window back and let's say, okay, this is what this person has allotted to them at the moment. They're working for more. They're working towards more. Um, so these people are trying to pick up his slack, Mike, when they can't find him and whatever, right? And trying to just keep up, even though he's just bouncing out, right? 
So they're working twice as hard, probably less money because Mike's been around. Uh, he knows people. That's probably why he's got the job to begin with. Yep. This is a knock on management as much as it is on Mike. Because management needs to, in, in this country, I've noticed, as I've been a, a worker, people have moved away from realizing that this is a voluntary interaction. And they've said, they've started to say things to their employees like, you have to do this or you have to do that. And that's not true. You don't have to do anything. You can opt out at any time. Um, and then I've seen employees act as if they're tied to the job forcefully and take it out on the employer because they're not okay with the agreement anymore when all they got to do is bounce. It's, it's not, like I said, it's not a socialist utopia. Yep. We're not in that heavenly socialist utopia where you have to stay there and work there for the rest of your life, whether you like it or not. Uh, maybe one day we'll get to that wonderful world where the government picks where you work and you milk cows for the rest of your life, even though you really like... Um, you know, rockets and shit like that. Well, I'm a vegan, so you know, I'm not going to milk but, a cow. Well, you, uh, well, in your socialist utopia, it's not really going to fucking matter. <laughs> You're going to milk the fucking cow. That's your job. Uh, but it'll be wonderful. It'll be all rainbows and unicorn <laughs> farts. Um, so yeah, you had, you had a bad day. Um, he had a bad day. Well, now I'm taking it out on you. So I imagine, I imagine Mike is a miserable person though. Yes. So this psychology, let's bring psychology into this. Let's first, we've talked about a few of the things that Mike has screwed up for the rest of the world. Let's talk about Mike's psychology for a second. Because I, I really want to hammer this home that this is a voluntary internet. People need to get back to that mindset because you will communicate with your bosses better. Your managers will be better managers. You will be better employee and everybody will benefit as long as they understand what this is. And, and I know this because I have run companies and I have treated and I have reminded employees that this is a situation that we're in right now and i can get testimonials from people who've worked for me they fucking loved it all right um he needs to understand that this isn't the only thing he can do in life get out there get online if you don't like this get out of it find a way um, because you're being a drag on your own psyche and you're also 
affecting other people. Maybe Mike doesn't care as much about affecting other people, which is definitely a fault that I've seen in other Mikes in my life. But typically those people who only, who don't see other people, oh, they see themselves very strongly. (laughs) So, you know, he could help himself that way. Um, So let's get back to, let's go down that thread of the people that Mike hurt today. Okay. You want to do that? Because, um, why don't you just go ahead and tell us how Mike hurt you today? Me? Okay. Um, well, go me, all the way to the crackers that you just ate. All the way to the crackers that I just ate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he upset me by distracting me from the things that I should have been doing, not just even at work, uh, but just like taking care of myself. Um, in that, uh, as you know, and maybe our listeners don't know, I, I just sort of went to town on some crackers because I hadn't eaten all day because I was chasing Mike around. And, uh, so there, there's a detriment to my body physically, we'll say, mm-hmm. um, but also just a mountain of stress. Just the idea that uh, we're not going to get any of the things done that we were anticipating getting done for the second half of the day. And even then the morale of my whole team is, is down, right? So mm-hmm. I'm somewhat responsible for that. So it's my career that he's put in jeopardy my morale that he's damaged there's some physical and I, I don't mean to overstate the physical but you know stress is real and you know skipping a bunch of meals is real and you know that's there, there's a real there's a real impact there um, but it also means that I can't spend time doing the things that I want to do because I'm now making up for what I've agreed to do but he has now made my job harder so Mm -hmm. you know to your point about our voluntary interactions and contracts and things Mm -hmm. i signed up to do what i am doing without the understanding that someone would be making it infinitely more difficult for me to do it so in order to uh, in in order to uh, uphold my side of that contract i had to dig into my own personal hours it's unfortunate uh it and that uh affects your significant others yep sir i don't know if you're mormon you might have tons (laughs) i've 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 significant many (laughs) but um you know that that they are legion time with them i know i've i've always had those time demanding jobs and uh all but this relationship that didn't work out for right uh but 
It's always harder when you're um, fixing others' mistakes, finding others' mistakes, finding their shortcomings, the things they just left out because they were lazy, uh, or waiting on somebody who's not trying to get their end of it done for you to finish your end. And then all the way to the material that uh, you used. There are other companies that make this material. Um, And just for a libertarian argument, let's bring this all the way to, if you don't mind, let's, not that I'm claiming that your t-shirts have sweatshops involved in them, but I would like to bring one into it. Yeah, let's say they're made in uh, Pakistan. Okay. In Pakistan, there's... Uh, now, these these t-shirts are made in Italy, the finest, right? With <laughs> the tags, the little tags are put in in Pakistan. They ship them there, right? <laughs> I, I that actually is really funny because it it says made in Pakistan on the tag, but it's not actually referring to the shirt. It's referring to the tag. <laughs> it's awesome. But let's bring a sweatshop into this because we all know that sweatshops are evil. Well, in Pakistan, the best job that this dad could get right now is a sweatshop. There's no other job for him to have. So he voluntarily decides to work at the sweatshop for very little amount of money because his other option was to have no income, right? Well, his son's sick. I'm just this is the kind of shit that happens every day. I want you to understand. I want Mike to understand this. Other countries aren't as wealthy as us. People go to work to survive in a lot of countries. Uh, thank God it's becoming less and less. Starvation is really, really um, getting getting its ass kicked so thank god for that but his son needs cough medicine you know the flu or something you know filling up with fluid i don't want to bring covid into it or whatever but just like because a lot of these kids they're malnourished because they can't get all the nutrients they need so like a flu can really kill these kids they fill up with fluid, don't have any medicine, a decongestant, congestant, and they, they just oxygen and like, you know, other complications and they, their bodies are already kind of weak and then they're not getting enough oxygen. These kids die, right? Um, well, because you didn't order, you know, an extra 500 units, they didn't need his table today. So sweatshops, they don't, 
Like they don't, I don't have an order for you. You go fuck home. Like I don't care that you can't. You walked all the way here. Go fuck home. So dad has got to walk back. He passes by the drugstore with the cough medicine. Two scenarios. He goes in to get the cough medicine, gets arrested for trying to steal it, right? And then kid dies. The rest of the people don't have a dad, whatever, right? Or he goes home and the kid dies that night, all right? That shit happens in real life. I'm not saying it did this time, but that shit really happens because Mike decided not to do what he said he was going to do. Flip side of that, Mike is on it. Mike is innovating. Mike is able to pop out one in a third what normally people are able to throw out. The entire world gets richer. Buddy's got to pour, pull double shifts. So he can afford the medicine for the kid and a nice breakfast. May not seem like much to you, but that's everything to that family. That's, that's their entire world. That's, that's everything to them. That little bit of wealth that you added to the world made all the difference in that family. In this scenario, the kid survived and he got a sweet-ass breakfast with nutrients and shit that he needs so he doesn't get sick the next time. <clears throat> so, think about that. Like The, the company that you're working for, they're going to pass that cost on to the customer anyway. If you fuck up and it costs them more to make it, they're just going to have to charge more for the next people or whatever, right? And then they'll either get rid of you because you suck or they'll go under if their competition doesn't suck, right? Unless they have some sort of regulation that's knocking competition out for them. That'd be nice. Yeah. Oh, isn't it nice? Yeah. We're not there yet. We we haven't uh, we haven't made quite it greased that, those palms. That um, you know, in a socialist society, they would uh, you would either be the t-shirt company or not the t-shirt company. You wouldn't have any competition ever. When we could probably make as many as we needed, I guess. Yeah, and you wouldn't have to worry about how good they were. Like Mike could make them, you know, with not a sleeve over here. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, right? So. I mean, what are you going to do? Go somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> probably but, not. So, um, That was dark, but I think it 
it showed the importance of 13 cents to the world, right? Because 13 cents, he gets, you know, one day's cough medicine. The kid survives till tomorrow. Not 13 cents, the kid dies, right? So you think, oh, I'm just, you know, whatever. No big deal. And they won't even notice that 13 cents. Well, no, they won't. The fucking guy with like the key card for his bathroom and his high rise or whatever, he's not going to notice the 13 cents. You're right. You're all about the man, you know, the super rich. He, he's not going to notice when you do that. But the, the dad in Pakistan, the kid who doesn't see tomorrow, they'll notice. Well, and it's not a one-time thing, right? Like these are, these are habits. These are, these are mindsets. These are people lacking in principle. So it, this isn't a, a one-time thing. This is not something where that shop didn't have a table and that's just sort of it and that's just an unlucky circumstance, right? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the way that people live. Mm-hmm. This is the way that people bring themselves to work every day and they decide to not participate in the in the thing that they've agreed to participate in and then they're astounded when those of us who are in charge of making sure that they do participate give them uh give them hell for it because well you don't realize the impact of your actions. You think you're just, you know, ripping off some guy with a, you know, multi-million dollar bonus this year. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not going to lose his bonus. I promise. No. He will make sure you're gone before he loses his, but who may lose out tomorrow is that guy that I was talking about in Pakistan. Yeah. So, the idea of the non-aggression principle as applied to economics is a lot of people get it mixed up where they think, oh, we're for the corporations or whatever. And we're, we're absolutely not. In fact, the non-aggression principle, if you apply it to economics take out the course of nature of government and regulations. You just complete um, what uh, competition, innovation. These things are the things that you have to play in as a entrepreneur because without a course of government, the customer is 
the ruler. They have all the power in a truly, don't want to call it capitalist. I know how that's a triggering word, but uh, a free market society. The consumer rules. So when you don't have a regulation knocking out competition and consumers rule and you innovate to become better than your competition, instead of that raising the price, it in turn has to lower the price because you're going to innovate innovate to either be better a better product or a lower cost because that's what's going to get the consumers to come to you so i'm not seeing how that's going to nobody's losing here right <laughs> except right. for except for the people up top in their cushy leather chairs and their cherry wood desks who are sending lobbyists to Washington to make sure that they just constantly get rich and they're not doing anything for anybody. Those are the people who lose in a free market. The people who you claim that I'm protecting. Yeah, the person that, that Mike wants to stick it to. Yeah. So... I always like to say, and uh, who was, who says it? Scott Horton says it the best. No, no, what man? Or was it? I can't remember. I want to say it's Scott Horton, but I don't think it was. Uh, libertarians, like real libertarians, not just somebody in the party. <laughs> an actual libertarian who believes in that shit we're better leftists than leftists we're better conservatives than conservatives because what the leftist is worried about we found the answer what the right is worried about we've found the solution they don't realize that they're what they want this one actually has the answer and what this one wants the, the other one has the like they're just it's the gift of the magi it's so bad but if you turn on CNN or Fox or any of them for two seconds, you'll realize why these people are the way they are. Like I sit back and I look at them. I listen to them talking. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. You're fucking loony. Do you hear the shit coming out of your mouth? Like this is the shit that you're worried about when all this other shit's going on. And then I turn on CNN for it. A second, and I'm like, oh, this bitch is trying to get me worked up over that, like, and doing it. Like, if I sat there and listened to it, I guarantee you I'd be worked up. And then I'd be focused on the wrong shit again. Like, I'd be talking about whether 
protesters who beat up people in Portland were bad or protesters who went into the Capitol were racist. Like that's what I'd be talking about right now. If I cared about what they said, but instead what we're doing is we're trying to save somebody's life or just make all of us richer by saying like, if, if you're going to agree to do something, do it and then improve it. And then if you can take that improvement and better your yourself by going to a competition, to somebody's competition, starting your own business, whatever, uh, uh, selling your ability to improve this market to companies, whatever, do it because every single time you innovate or create um, or streamline anything, the entire world gets richer, not just you. We're all better off. So take pride in what you do, Mike. And if you don't want to do t-shirts, do something else, something you can take pride in. Because right now we can pick. One of these days, hopefully we can't. <laughs> when our socialist utopia finally arrives and yeah. Mike's in charge and <laughs> <laughs> smoke breaks for everybody. He'll be generous, right? Yeah. It's not just that he's taking a break for him. He's taking a break for everyone. For everyone. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry you had a bad day. I know I've done it, but I think it was a, uh, it was a, it was a good thing you did. I didn't, what, this is a last minute decision to even talk about this, but um, I think it's really important to, connect the humanity to the numbers. Yeah. We can go listen to Bob Murphy. Lord, Lord knows I do. I love the man. Um, and he can talk about the numbers and he can explain where it goes, why it goes and how it goes. Right. But, um, somebody who's that, uh, intelligent right they're 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 so far from beyond the humanity of it uh, and thank god they are uh, that sometimes they forget to walk back and say hey this is how it connects to a life you know it's, it's both right it, it takes all kinds it takes it yeah. takes someone looking at the micro and someone looking at the macro. Mm-hmm. It's just that in the macro, we hear the, the phrase all the time, the follow the money, follow the money. It's the, it's the way we get to the bottom of so many of these stories, but we often do it on the macro level, whereas we forget to do it on the micro level, which is um, the idea that, oh, there's, 
maybe a little bit here and a little bit there, but mm-hmm. it compounds. And it's not just that it compounds, it compounds silently. No one's paying attention to it. When a big chunk of money moves around, that's why someone's saying follow the money because it's just begging to be followed. Mm-hmm. 13 cents, not so much. Right. But it was everything to that little boy. His was. entire future. And who do we not get to meet the best version of because that little boy didn't get a chance to make an impact on somebody's life? Right. The, the children that he will not have. Right. It's, uh, and I'm not saying that Mike killed a kid. <laughs> I don't I don't want I anybody to explain I that. I am. I've had like, that kind of day. So, Mike, you killed a kid. <laughs> but it happens every day. Even with starvation being almost eradicated from the world, the, the, a kid starves every day. And little things like that could have... Maybe it wasn't your misstep but it was somebody else's you know what i mean like you don't know that it's not your misstep that starves that kid but somebody's did because if we were productive enough he would be able to no matter how much the government leeches from us right if we could be a little bit more productive we might save one you know they're all about saving people with this covid right if just one dies, well, except for when they're talking about the vaccine, then they're like, well, you got to crack some eggs. But <laughs> depends on what the, which one gets some power, right? But um, um, you know, you got to there, the man is the government is taking they're leeching, they're taking wealth out of the world constantly. United States, one of the biggest players in that. But for us to stop innovating, um, streamlining, whatever, right? Only compounds that. The only reason why there's still wealth in the world the only reason why they have anything to take is because of the stuff that we do. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't big governments before when it, we were all nomads, there wasn't governments. There's no incentive to have one. Right. There was only a, people only wanted to take when people had, when there was excess, when, when people had something like had more than they needed to survive for today, then people were like, well, fuck, I don't want to, I'm going to take what they got, you know? And that's government. Well, it's a balancing act because if you tax them to the point where they don't survive, then you no longer have a tax base. Right. 
And that's what happens to cover. I mean, they, that's what they do. They try to play the balancing act and then they overstretch and then they fail. And then, you know, then Rome's nothing again, or, you know, it just, it's happened over and over and over again. Right. Um, America did pretty good because we put uh, some limitations on government that held strong for longer than most, right? So uh, I'd say after this COVID thing, though, pretty much all, it's all gone. There's <laughs> nothing else. But, um, you know, but then that that actually opens the door for other liberty, you know? There's a lot of talk of secession again. I mean, thank God. I mean, because if a state secedes, that's that's wonderful uh, to an extent. I mean, it doesn't get me anywhere, but where it does get me is one step. Because nobody's going to let me secede or a city secede or whatever till the state does so yes all the state the the state is full of statists that are gonna fuck shit up and like but they'll get the ball rolling right and then i'll be able to say hey no i'm not cool with that i secede from that and they're not gonna be powerful enough to stop us because they have to be powerful enough to stop us and then continue to make us right and they don't have enough, there's not enough people to leech off of to do that. No, because there are way more of us than there are of them. Was that so, a bug's life? Was that the lesson there or was that ants? Or both of them? I don't know. Moana? I don't know. I think that was the lesson from one of those insect <laughs> films, was that there are more of us than there are of them. Yeah. They're not in charge. So... I'm lost. I don't know where I was, to be honest. Uh, anyway. <laughs> let's say this. Let's go back to let's go back to what you were talking about with the the bit where no one really knows what part like rolled downhill and, and caused that effect. Right? Oh. So let's go back to that because here's what I think that's just like and when when a group of folks are all contributing to something but they don't know who actually like really contributed the last little bit it's a firing squad right you have a firing squad and everyone fires at the same time so that they don't know whose bullet actually did the job and because of that they all yeah. feel free to believe that they didn't do it. But to be fair, in this circumstance, it is more like um, you can choose to repl- the, the whole bunch of guns coming through and you can replace the bullets with blanks because the government's really the firing squad. Whatever government they lived under, 
the kid that's sucking the wealth out of the nation. They're because really Mike 13 cents shouldn't have mattered to that kid. But with the government sucking all the wealth out of everywhere we go in the world, whatever government you're talking about, that 13 cents did matter. So Mike should have stayed on his P's and Q's and, you know, put blanks in that one. But he was like, oh, they won't use this gun, you know. Or, you know, uh, kind of like the Russian roulette thing, I guess, a little bit. But he's not, Mike's not the the aggressor. He just was in a place to stop it. You know what I mean? And he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. And I remember that every time. Like, when I'm, uh, I work in uh, heavy equipment, kind of operating mostly crane work. Um, But when I see things that, like a truck not able to get in because somebody's just being lazy and wanted to park there because they didn't want to have to walk too far to their truck or, you know, something stupid like that. It infuriates me because it's, it's just, this is not, if, if it's an honest mistake and you're running out, you know, whatever. But like, if you're a construction dude, you know you don't park in that lane. You know what I mean? It's the it's where the trucks come in to get unloaded by me or whatever. Um, I get mad because I think about shit like that. Like it, when as I'm unloading that truck and I'm 30 minutes behind, and I know another one's coming, and then he's gonna have to wait because this one's backed up because somebody was in the you know. I'm mad because I'm thinking about the other truck driver, this truck driver who gets paid by the load. The other truck driver gets paid by the load. And if I can't make it up in these two, then the third truck driver also. So I'm, you know, unloading as fast as I can and trying to be safe at the same time, you know? Not, I don't want to kill anybody, right? That's what I'm. That's what I'm mad about, right? So, um, and they, the person who parked in the spot because they didn't want to walk too far to their truck, they, I guarantee you, their brains didn't take them to that level. They were just like, oh, whatever. If he yells at me, so what? I think that's probably as far as they thought about it. Which is a lot of reason why CNN, Fox News, and places like that can get people riled up about shit that they don't need to be riled up about. That way they they can do all the fucked up shit behind, behind our backs. Because people don't think past the first the surface we don't have time to right you just pummel us with headlines 
Yeah. Then we're never going to think past that. Yeah. If, if I'm sitting here reacting to every fucked up thing you say constantly, then I'm never going to have time to think of something myself. Turn that shit off. Don't listen to it. Um, like this? Turn this off? Yes. Yeah. All the propaganda. Turn us off. No, uh, turn off CNN. Just give it a break for a second. Give Fox News a break for a second. Whatever. Whatever the fuck you get from the gods. Right? Just turn it off. And then remember, which is something I had to do, when you finally do get red-pilled, if you're from the right, if you were a Trump supporter or a whoever supporter on the right, when you get right red-pilled and you get mad, yeah, just just remember uh, who did it to you. 